Hello and welcome to the Firestorm Podcast. In each show, we interview people moving in the presence of the Holy Spirit. I'm your host, Peter Hawkins, and today we're talking with Scott Gilbert about all things Firestorm. Like, what's he been up to over the last year since he finished his last podcast? We'll be discussing some of his favourite moments of season one, and he'll be giving us a snapshot of what's in store for season two. So sit back and listen to this episode of the Firestorm podcast. Our guest today is Scott Gilbert. Scott runs a martial arts school, which he's done for over 30 years now. He has a real heart for reaching out to people everywhere and being a real regular guy, breathing Jesus' love into every conversation. Today, Scott is going to share with us how much of his time as a founder member of Firestorm United has impacted him since its launch and what he's been doing during recording of the Firestorm podcasts. Hi, Scott. Thanks so much for joining us. Hi, Pete. Always fun to be with you. I'm sure some of our listeners would love to know uh, the journey that took you to founding Firestorm. So tell us a bit about that. You know, when you can look back over your life and you can see the dots connected, I can do that now. <laughs> it, takes a t- it takes a little bit of time. So with me, I can look back and see how the Lord has always been preparing me to be an equipper. And the way I define that is it's Ephesians chapter four. It talks about the governance of the church and we are given apostles, prophets, evangelists, pastors, teachers for the equipping of the saints for acts of service. And what the Lord has been doing with me is to be that equipper to equip the saints for acts of service. And he did it in a really fun way. When I was a kid, um, my parents enrolled me in a small martial arts program. I'm a small child at the time. I'm like physically small. I'm a physically small 12-year-old. And it was one of the greatest things of my life because it gave me confidence and it taught me how to encourage people. Fast forward 30 years later, that same skill set that the Lord has been building in me for all these decades is the exact same skill set I use to help people start stepping in to power evangelism. Firestorm is about encouraging and equipping regular Christians to be regular Christians. What I mean by that is the way I define regular Christianity is whatever we see Jesus doing, that's what we're supposed to be doing. Right. So the sensei skill set, I call mm-hmm. it is exactly that, encouraging people. It's just what we do in martial arts, encouraging new folks to try things they might be a little uncomfortable with, nervous. I've never tried that before. It could be dangerous. I might get hurt. They never get hurt. Nobody ever does. But we help them over that hump of trying new things, getting out of the box, and uh, kind of stepping out in faith. Well, that's what we do with Firestorm. So... Firestorm sounds like a really big thing. Mm-hmm. Um, it sounds like a massive organization, right? Tell us a bit about what Firestorm is and what the kind of structure of it is. Okay. Yeah, Firestorm is big in that it is designed for regular people to become the fire starters, the Firestorm. The idea came from back in uh, 
it was like 2019. And I had been working with some equipping ministries and had been training people all over the world and all over the country. And this is when the fires in Australia happened. It was a massive thing. And from just that was always in the news. And somebody came to me and said, hey, you're like a firestorm. And I said, that sounds ominous. What is that? It sounded negative. <laughs> and she was like, no, 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 a fire. And then she told me about what a firestorm was, which we learned from the Australia fires. It was when small fires get together, become a big fire, and then the weather changes because of that big yeah. fire and it actually rains fire which sounds horrible if it's a you know in the natural but in the spirit that's exactly what firestorm is trying to do is to get little fires the little normal regular christians that have walked with the lord all their lives sometimes they might feel a little alone kind of out there no 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 we're going to get them together together we're going to make a big fire that's going to change the atmosphere mm-hmm. because that's what we're here for. We change the atmosphere as believers and then it rains fire. Yeah. And that's what Firestorm is designed to encourage people into. But also, if you look at it like that, I imagine that you're creating this fire, right? Mm-hmm. And when the individual then moves, say, back to their local area, maybe, they're on fire and they're going to create another fire somewhere else. I think that's how you and I met. Yeah, yeah, I think it is probably how that happened. <laughs> that's exactly what happened. And 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 I think that's really um, an amazing thought that there's across America there are loads of people that are just starting little fires, and those fires eventually will come together and there'll be a massive like a firestorm. So I think that's just incredible. So. You mentioned just briefly um, when we had the first question that he's kind of taking you on your travels. Mm-hmm. So not just Firestorm, where has this equipping ministry taken you? Oh, wow. You know, I was in five continents in 366 days once. And it's all the Lord. See, the other thing I want to clarify is that I am not starting any fires I am not trying to build anything. Mm -hmm. I'm here to herald a kingdom that's already come and encourage the quiet believers who truly love the Lord, but maybe have never gotten a vision for what does it look like to be Mm. a vibrant believer. I just like to, it's almost like I just pop the cork on them and Holy Spirit within them you know, it says without a without a vision, the people perish or without a vision, they cast off restraint. Somebody needs to come in and say, hey, man, there's more. Yep. As I travel all over the place, I think universally I hear the same things from Christians in New Zealand, Christians in America, in the UK, in Brazil, everywhere. There's got to be more. I think if they're really honest, most of them are saying, you know, I love the Lord. I'm going to church. I'm tithing. I'm praying. I'm staying legit with my wife. I'm not into any addictive substances. Is there more yeah. than this? Mm. And I feel like that's the ministry that the Lord has given me yeah. is to come alongside those people and say, yeah, man, there's more. Here's where the, the sensei skill set comes in. Let me show you what it looks like. And then 
I help you accomplish that thing that I just lit the fire in you, but yeah. I didn't light the fire. It was the Lord that lit the fire. And sometimes it doesn't take much to light the fire, does it? Oh, it, it's Holy Spirit. It's it, it makes the Lord, it seems to make the Lord really, really happy to pass the ball to us and let us go for the goal. Mm. You know, I mean, he he could do this. He could... And we see this in places in the world. We see people all over the Muslim world that are having dreams in the night, mm. right, of the man in white yeah. that's calling them, it's Jesus. Okay, the Lord can do that, and he does, and he's doing neat stuff like that. But it seems to make him really happy to use the mundane to co-labor with the regular soccer mom that's just trying to keep her kids fed and homeschool and, you know, help her husband be successful at work and make sure the dog, you know, gets to the vet. It seems to make the Lord really happy to co-labor with people like that. Those are the firestorm little sparks. Yeah. No, that's, that's really powerful. And the thing is we forget those things sometimes because we're running along in, in this mad, mad time. And especially you know, if you are in another country, you know, you, you're only there sometimes for three, three or four days. So you do see these things. Um, now, when you say, have you, you say you've spoken around the world. Mm-hmm. So over five continents have you spoken? Yeah. Uh, can you tell me something about those trips and anything that really, you know, in a particular area in one of the continents that really touched your heart? Oh, every place is unique. You know, everybody, every location has their own, their own culture and their own flavor of how they do Christianity. Yeah. You know, if I'm in, say, with you in the UK, I mean, I got to tell you, I, I cut my teeth on street evangelism, praying for people in the public square in London mm-hmm. uh, with you. Yeah. Yeah. And I'm so glad the Lord started me there mm-hmm. because it's really hard. Yep. It's really different than in, in you know, America or or in Brazil or um, and I'm thankful that the Lord started me there yeah. because otherwise I don't think I would have had a skill set mm-hmm. when people would just completely be disinterested and blew me off. Yeah, um, which is kind of what happened when I started with you. But at the same time, this is what I find is that the Lord is not looking for our you know, ability. No. He's looking for us just to be obedient. And the harder it is, the more he always backs me yep. up. Yep. So that was my experience in the UK. Now, uh, con- contrast that with, say, Brazil. Oh, Brazil is just on fire for the Lord and they're interested. I mean, I was in I was in Brazil and we pulled up to a red light. I'm sitting in the back seat and um, my driver who is, you know, the local who speaks the language, um, they pull up to a red light and a buddy of mine on the team, an American, rolls down the window because it's a crank window, rolls down the window. The guy next to us at the light rolls his window down because that's sort of an ovation of discussion. And my friend says, basically just says to him, Jesus loves you and he sees you. And uh, the driver translates that quickly into Portuguese and this guy at the red light, like, stops, is noticeably touched, thankful, and interested at a red light. Yeah. In the time that it takes for it to change in an intersection, people are so open 
in that part of the world. So it really depends on where you go. But the thing is, that's consistent, no matter what you do, no matter where you go. Christians are hungry. Yep. And people are interested in real truth, Christianity, not um, fluff, not emotion. They want to know what's real. And I certainly, I mean, you're talking about the the tough nut crack in the UK. There was a point for me where things became so much easier, which was during and just after COVID, Mm -hmm. right? Because it didn't matter who you spoke to in the world, who it was, it didn't matter because they'd all been through the same thing. Yeah, we all had the same universal wound. So we had an opportunity to ask how people are and how how they're feeling and even how they're coping, right? Now, that, for me, was a real time of learning for me because that was an opportunity where I had a chance to crack the nut really easily. Like when I've been to America with yourself, it's just, it's like, it's like spreading butter on a, on a, on a, on a piece of bread. That's, you know, that even if the butter's come out of the fridge, it's just easy to do. Whereas sometimes here in the UK, you get a, 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 a tub of butter out of the fridge and you're breaking the bread and it's just a mess. And you're thinking, you know, where's this going? What's this doing? Whereas in America, you know, it is a lot easier, mm-hmm. but you know, people, our listeners here listen all around the world, right? So, what they may experience in Australia isn't what I experience here in the UK or what you experience in, in the in the US. But the thing is, you just need to crack that nut, don't yeah, you? Yeah, and, and I tell you, the, the, if there is a crack of the nut, if yep. there is a particle that yep. is universal that carries, it is love. Yeah. This is the unique specialness of yep. the Firestorm. Uh, Firestorm United Ministry is to get believers mm. moving in love no higher agenda yeah just go be love and when you learn and you practice putting on love it says in colossians like a garment it's something you put on that's external i might not be feeling especially loving yeah but when i'm like okay <clears throat> lord i'm gonna go out into the world i'm gonna put on love like a garment let me see everybody the way you see them i thank you for your eyes lord that i don't miss anyone give me focus lord in jesus name mm-hmm and you could do your yep. your life yep. without an agenda. Uh, that's another uniqueness with the firestorm model is that we don't do outreach. Yep, and that's that's something I was trying to trying to touch on just a minute ago. Is that when we had that that opportunity of having everything the same? So after COVID, there's the way I describe it to a lot of people is it it's like a two dimensional a two and a three dimensional conversation. You can have a two-dimensional conversation with most people. You go, hello, mate, how are you? Fine. I'm fine. Excellent. And go, okay, then, no worries. Bye, then. That's a two-dimensional conversation, right? But then to follow up with, hey, you know, Scott, you know, you say you're fine. Are you actually fine? You know, is there anything that, you know, you really want to share with me right now? Or uh, you might not go down that route. You just might ask a question that just delves that a little bit deeper, right? And suddenly the person you're speaking to thinks, actually, he really cares about me. You know, and I've seen you do that. You know. And you really do carry an anointing for that, which is disarming to people. Um, 
Uh, I mean, it's just beautiful to watch because, yes, people will initially just be very surface. But but Pete, there is a you carry the heart of the father so that when you look in someone's eyes and you ask them, hey, how are you really doing? Yeah. They share Mm -hmm. strangers in stores and on the tube, you call it. And um, and that's a Holy Spirit. Yeah. That's what we want to encourage. The firestorm ethos, the culture is that we just go be love. And it's such an adventure, Mm -hmm. right? Yep. I mean, like today, we've just been in a restaurant. We just, before we took, did this podcast, we've just been in a restaurant uh, in the local area. And there's this lady, I didn't even ask where she was from. She sounded Australian. My wife said, I think she's Australian. She may be New Zealand. And those, there's a thing for that, our listeners over there. You don't, if you're Australian, you don't ask if you're New Zealand. You just don't do that, right? Okay, yeah. Okay, so I just asked her, you know, what brings you over to this country? And she just started telling me why. And she rolled off a load of stuff. And I said, all right. And I just asked her the odd question here and there. Like, so how long you plan on being here? What brings you here? You know, stuff like that. And suddenly, out of nowhere, she says, oh, I'm here because my mum's been ill. Yeah. Suddenly now I have something to be really caring about, right? It's like I, I could I could pray for her coming to to England and having a great time, but now actually I've got some substance. She's there was a point in that conversation where she felt she could tell me that. Yeah. I didn't ask her that. Yeah. She just said it and I thought, right, there's a prayer point. And she walked away and she went and collected our food, brought the tape, food back to the table. And I said, hey, we know, I'm a Christian. I like to pray for people. Can I pray for you while we breast the food? She looked at me and said, yeah, okay. It's a really quick prayer. You know, Lord, thank you for the food. I just want to pray for this lovely lady here and her mum who's ill. And I ask for a complete restoration in Jesus' name. That's it. Yeah. Now, if she goes home or when she goes home and suddenly mum's feeling a lot better, there's going to be something in her head going, hold on. Yeah. Somebody prayed for me today about that. And he's good. she's either going to tell her mum or she's going to leave it, leave it in her heart for the next person, like whoever, to come along and do that. And suddenly she'll go, hey, you're the second person that's prayed for my mum and stuff's happened. Yeah. And I tell you what was really fun about just watching that and being part of that this, today was that she did start sharing some deeper things, yeah. right? But I think the reason she felt comfortable in that is because, what does it say in 1 Corinthians three sixteen? Love is yep. patient. You're patient. Love is kind. You present kindness. Yeah. Right? And what I think the, the really important one is love doesn't seek its own. You weren't trying to get anything from nope. her. You were just extending your heart. You're a father. Yep. You have a young, you know, youngish, young adult daughter. So it's easy for you to talk to someone that age. Yep. And I think she felt that warmth mm-hmm. and that kindness that you weren't trying to get anything. And people do. Yeah. They share. It gives you an opening. Yeah. And it's just a conversation. That's all it was. It wasn't like, hey, man, I'm a Christian. No, I've got to pray for you. I need, I need, I need to preach this Bible verse to you or whatever else. It wasn't anything like that. No, because that I feel like is you're trying, they yeah. know it. You're trying to get something yeah, from yeah. them. Oh, you want me to say your prayer? Yeah. You got to do your spiel. No, no, no. This is not about you. Yeah. It's yeah. not about us. No, nope. You're extending love to that person yeah. and Holy Spirit inhabits that. Mm. 
And it's great when you see it, when you, when you see it all unfold in your eyes, you know, and, and I had, I honestly had no, sometimes I have uh, a thing I want to say, a prophetic word or something that I might want to say to someone, but I had nothing when I spoke to that lady. I just like, I thought, I just want to show God's love to this lady to say, actually, you mean something to me. You know, it's not just, hey, I, you know, I want to talk about the weather outside. I mean, that's the two-dimensional conversation, you know. So that's kind of how I, I you know, put love in action, as, as we say. Yeah. You know, I think it's really important, but it's also really easy. I think that is the other thing that I, you can communicate to listeners. You don't have to be afraid of this. Learn yeah. everything you can from Pete Hawkins, listeners, because he makes it very comfortable and very smooth to move in love-based evangelism. He sees the sick healed as a normal part of his life. Words of knowledge are flowing. Everything that he does, you can do. You know, I love talking about Firestorm because obviously I've, since we've met, I've seen this evolve into what it is. And the amazing thing that you're carrying, this, this is just, honestly, it's a real gift. Um, so we've kind of covered about Firestorm United. Now, you founded that uh, with some other friends around you in Virginia Beach. Mm. But can you tell me how you come about doing this, a podcast? Ah, yes. So it was the Lord. So I was scheduled to go speak at a Christian business gathering. Okay. Well, I had been really busy. I didn't have any time to prepare. So I'm driving there and I'm in the car and I'm talking to the Lord. I'm like, okay, Lord, what, what, is it, what do you have? What are we going to do? And I didn't really hear anything from him uh-huh. except this. Get used to it. You're going to do a lot more of these. That's what I felt like I heard. So I thought, okay, that's interesting. So I get to this Christian business group and there's probably about 30, you know, business owners, leaders, whatever. And there was a woman there who I had met loosely one time before. I mean, I knew her name. She knew my name, but no more. And I knew she was in radio. I've never met anybody in radio, like career. So, you know, before we started, we're all kind of mingling. And I just went up to her and I said, hey, her name is Roberta. I said, Roberta, I feel like the Lord told me that I'm going to do something in radio. Mm -hmm. I don't think it's TV. Because I have a face for radio. Yes, you do. <laughs> Thank you. But I think something, I think the Lord's going to have me do something. Um, and this is entirely because of the conversation I had just had in the car where the Lord said, get used to it. You're going to do more of these. And this is what she says. She says, oh, yeah. Holy Spirit's already told me that you're going to do a live radio show and I'm supposed to help you get started. <laughs> <laughs> So she like calls stations and gets me a good deal and all the things. And we started on, you know, regional Christian radio um, and this same show. So here's some Easter eggs for you. If you listen to some of the old shows, you may still hear something that made it through the editing process where I talk about the radio show, where I talk about the station ID. That's where this came from. And the Lord just showed me that we can get a much farther reach and equip more people if we take it not just on local regional radio, which we still are in some places, but we go on the podcast route. So that's how the radio show, which was live, walking without a net, 
yep. became a podcast. So obviously, you know, we've had a season one and I'll be talking a little bit about season two, but how do you decide who you're going to interview? Yeah. Well, in the beginning, when it was on the radio, it was whatever God was doing that week. Uh-huh. Cause I was doing it every week live and okay, Lord, what are you doing? And whatever I was seeing in my life or what my friends were seeing, those people became my guests. Yeah. So it was very organic and it was very recent. Nothing was, hey, five years ago when I was over here. It was, mm-hmm. hey, three days ago when I was in the grocery store checkout line or with one of my friends who three yep. days ago was in the grocery store checkout line, that became the foundation. And the Lord really gave me the vision at that point that this is supposed to be contemporaneous. This is yep. supposed to be going on now. Yep. And uh, so we just started running with what the Lord was doing. We Because I have friends like this that are seeing regularly prophetic words dropping on people and then breaking into weeping in parking lots because they're touched by the love of the Lord. Seeing people healed normally. Those became my guests. So are you, do you have a, a, a kind of... Um a guideline of who you want to be on this podcast. I mean, do you bring in the, the Christian celebrity who's going to release a book? Are you going to, uh, or are you looking for uh, people that are putting love in action in the streets on a daily basis yeah. or, or what? Are you looking for someone who's going to start up a church next week? I mean, yeah, I think it's good to look at that. That is a great question. So the beginning and still my heart is that I want to equip, I always say the regular people. You know, the normal, regular, everyday Christians who are the sleeping giant of the church that have been Mm -hmm. sitting in their pews for all their lives and love the Lord, all the things I said, but they want more. So I feel like if I can bring people like that, here's what listeners think. Oh, that guy's a lot like me. If he can do it, then I can do it. And circle back around. That's what made me really successful in my martial arts schools and all of our martial arts schools called savior martial arts, fully Christian programs, complete. Everything is building the person from the inside out. It's Holy spirit driven, um, physical training along with mental and spiritual. Mm -hmm. But what made me really successful was that I was able to take these soccer moms off the bench instead of sitting watching, they came out and they trained with their kids. And some of my finest instructors and really amazing black belts that became black belts were just the moms and dads that sat on the sideline. Mm -hmm. That's what I want to do with firestorm. If you feel like you've been sitting on the sideline, you're perfect. And yes, we do have, especially in season two, uh, some great international level people that will be very encouraging, but at the heart of it, it's gotta be about people that you can relate to. But even when you mention, you know, some big, names which we have we got some really big yeah. names in season two yes they've written books they've even done films yeah but do you know what they're still doing the everyday regular guy bringing other regular guys along with them to encourage them to do god's work and and to just be love in action yeah you know so um i think that's a great guideline so if any of any of our listeners that just think hey i've done something like that at the end of this we will be asking you to drop us a line 
So if you want to email us or if you're in America or in the UK, find a way of contacting with either myself or Scott. We'd love to interview you or anywhere around the world because we can do this via Zoom as well. It's not something we need to worry about. Hey, man, I've got to fly to Australia. I mean, obviously, we'd love to go to Australia and do some work out there, but it's not necessary. We can do it via Zoom. So if you feel that you've got a story you'd love to share, a bit later on, there'll be a contact details so how you can get a hold of us. But, you know, don't just sit with your hands down because God loves a doer. Yeah. He sits there waiting for us to do. Mm-hmm. So many times we say, hey, we're waiting on him. Oh, yeah, and people will say, you know, we were just talking about it earlier today. People will say, well, how come God didn't do something? How yep. come he didn't save that sick child? And I truly believe that God is sitting up there waiting and saying, I want my sons and daughters to step yep. in. Yep. You know, you you have you have somebody standing in line at a chemist or as a pharmacy, right? And mm-hmm. they're, they got a terrible headache. They're buying headache meds. And I feel like the Lord is sitting up there and he's looking and saying, ah, I see that hurting guy in that line. But you know what? My son Pete is going to be in there buying a drink mm-hmm. and he's going to see that guy. And he's going to say, oh, mate, you look like you're really hurting. What's going on? And the guy's going to say, oh, I've had a migraine for three days. And my son, Pete, is going to say, oh, mate, I'm a Christian. I love Jesus. Can I just pray for you real fast? And you will. And that guy is going to get touched by the love of the Lord. And then Holy Spirit is going to cure his headache right there. Did God do it? Yes, God did it. But it makes him really, really happy. Yep. For his sons and daughters to activate. And I think also, with that in mind, you know, if there was me Mm. and there was another Pete or Andrew or John in that same store, suddenly it's not just Pete who's got to find this man with a headache. It's Andrew who's two two lines down from me because I've already seen someone else who's got a bad back or needs this. And that person could be missed. If we had more of Scott and Pete around, suddenly we're a power. We're that firestorm. That's we are fire creating storm. the firestorm because yeah. it's not just one person. Because we hear we hear the um, the analogy of, you know, you've got a coal in a fire, and when you take that coal out and you put it on its side, it then dies because it needs a fire to, to live, mm. right? But if you're with if you're with a group of people that are all already on fire, you're just going to be a, a conduit to be more fire. Mm-hmm. And know? it's all the Holy Spirit anyway. It is, it is. I can't build it up. That's that's no. another, I think, misnomer yep. is that people feel like, oh, I'm not holy enough. Mm. I need to fast more. I'm not educated. What if they say this? I won't. No, no. You just got to let all that go. Yep. Yep. And, and stick with the understanding that I am a dearly loved son or daughter, if you're a lady, dearly loved son of God most high. He lives in me. The word says... Don't you know that you yourselves are God's temple and God's spirit lives in you? First Corinthians 3.16. Don't you know? I think a lot of Christians, they don't really know. And if mm-hmm. they know, they don't really understand what does yeah. that mean. Yeah. Firestorm is designed to give you examples of what it looks like. Yeah. And then you just go try haphazardly possibly. Yeah. Um, but that it's doesn't that is not a barrier. No. The Lord is really happy just to see us obediently step out in love. But if you just think, if we just go back to what you said a minute ago, the Lord is just waiting. 
I think he is. He's not going to go, hold on, no, no, I didn't mean now. <laughs> oh, no, 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 no. you got to wait for 10 minutes first. Yeah. No, the Lord is waiting for you. And as soon as you make that step, the Lord will go, thank you. He comes in with a grace. Absolutely, yeah, yeah. every so, time. Yeah, the word says that we are saved by grace through faith. Mm-hmm. I think our part is the faith. We step into the faith. We exercise the faith. And as soon as we do, yeah. that's when the grace comes in, yeah. not before. No, no, it's absolutely true. So, Scott, along with yourself and the production team, me being one of those. Yes. Uh, well, just just in case anyone, we, we are having a podcast podcast with me a little bit later on, but I've been kind of producing these in the background for Scott, and uh, I do my own podcasts, and Scott said, hey, why didn't you do some podcasts for me? So I said, okay, first thing I need to do is interview you, because I think this is a great introduction to season two, because I think we've got a great season coming up, um, but also to really dig down into what Scott's about what Firestorm's about and what the podcasts are about. So you're about to, or we mm-hmm. are about just about to launch season two of Firestorm. I just wanted to share with some of the listeners some of your favorite podcasts from season one. Mm, well, so that for those that haven't listened, can go back, oh, I'll, I'll listen to a few snippets of that. But please don't just do that if you can listen to all of them. I'd just like to hear what your favorite. So they're are. all they're all designed to be standalones, so you don't have to listen to them in order. They're standalones. Each one is designed to equip you to step into love-based evangelism in different ways. And here are the big ones, okay? The big love-based evangelism um, skill sets, we'll call them. Healing the sick. Yep. And there's just some amazing ones on there. Um Steve Spellman, what God did with him, regenerative miracles, recreating, you know, he Mm -hmm. had surgically removed lung and ribs and the Lord, creative miracle in the moment brings those back. So healing miracles, we see a lot of those. Deliverance. Yeah. There was a a great show on love-based deliverance, one of my favorite ones with Jamie uh, of what the Lord did with delivering her from um, really dramatic Mm -hmm. demonic infestation. That was a fun one. Um, we had a show on resurrection. We've seen one resurrection so far. I think I'll see more. You just got to pray for yep. more people that are deceased. But probably my favorite show of all uh, the whole the full, whole first season. It might be Gavin Todd. I think Gavin was. Uh, I think it was season one, episode two. And here's why, because he is like the quintessential example of what it looks like to be a normal working adult in the world with a family and a life, but how to activate as a Christian in your job place and in the marketplace and all that. And he is so well-spoken, he makes it very approachable. So I think think Gavin may have been my favorite one in season one. Cool, cool. And... What are your highlights for season two? Oh, so season two, we are branching out. Um, you know, faith is uh, evidence of things not seen. It's stepping into new territory yep. and uh, getting out of the boat and walking on the water. So this season, we are branching into some more international names. Now, I said earlier that we want to activate the regular people, and we totally do. Yep. But that doesn't mean that we don't want to also encourage 
the international level, right? Mm -hmm. Because they have great things to say. So I am thrilled that we are able to have uh, my friend and one of my greatest teachers, Robbie Dawkins, in season two. Robbie is an amazing uh, equipper all over the world, going into some terrifying places. And the Lord is just backing him up. And he's equipping the regular people in places like the Middle East, in India, where it's not quite as easy. We say England is hard. Yeah. Uh, how about streets of Kabul? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So we have Robbie. Um, With uh, rifles. Yeah, for real. And they yep. shoot Christians as, you know, recreationally over there. Mm. So uh, another one that I'm really excited about, season two, is uh, Sean Hurley. Yeah. Who has been described by several people that I know as a modern day Smith Wigglesworth. And uh, the the level of dramatic miracles that that man has seen. Yeah, I mean he's he's currently a, a house somewhere in uh, an American state where he's with a family, and there's a little girl. She's about three or four years old, and she's seen some of the miracles in front of her, her eyes, yeah. and she says, "That's Jesus, man." She called the little girl calls him Jesus. Yeah, man. Yeah, yeah, it's just incredible. So we have Sean Hurley, amazing. Um, a lot of just exciting regular people also. And then we're branching out. So we're going geographically bigger. Yep. yep. We're going to expand into uh, Europe. Yep, Europe and the UK. Yeah. But just I, w- I want to take a step back just a minute ago because you mentioned about Robbie Dawkins and Sean Hurley. Now, those are big names, right? Do you agree? Oh, Yes. Right, but don't be disheartened by that because they were once a regular guy. Yeah. You know, Robbie one day went, Do you know what? I'm going to go to the toughest state in New York and I'm going to start a church. Yeah, he was actually uh, in Chicago, outside of Chicago, Illinois. And he talks about it on our podcast where going into one of the most dangerous areas in America. Mm-hmm gave him the skill set, taught him how to go into the most dangerous places of the Muslim world uh, because of what he had done outside of Chicago. So the lesson from this, just from that one bit, is that we are all regular guys, right? In stepping out and doing the regular guy thing and just showing love to others, it could take you anywhere. Okay. You know, it, it, you know, you may bump into another Christian who says, hey, you need to speak about this in a country in Brazil, like you have, Scott. Yeah. You never imagined in times. your wildest <laughs> you'd go and speak in Brazil, did you? Yeah. And work alongside people like Robbie, Todd White, yeah. Tom Rotolo, yeah. and so many other people, Will Hinn. You yeah. know, all of these people, you know, you've had an opportunity to stand alongside, mm-hmm. which is amazing. I stood on the shoulders of giants. You know, a regular guy. He is a, I promise you, he couldn't get any more regular. He is, you know, and he's an inspiration to me in pushing my ministry forward. So, you know, this is what this is about. That's the superpower the Lord has given me. Absolutely. If he can do it, you know, uh, it was like when I was starting out teaching martial arts and I'm, I'm in graduate school, I'm in law school, I'm working and all this. And I'm, I'm not a big guy, but it, people would come into my schools yeah. and they would look at me and they'd kind of have a smirk and they'd be like, you're the karate teacher, yeah. you know, because I'm, you know, I'm not no. what you'd see on TV maybe. No. Um, and then they'd watch me teach a class and they'd watch me 
just light a fuse on their child who yeah. went through the roof in his self-esteem or their obedience or their grades or their just confidence. And you know what? A lot of those parents that maybe came in and thought, you know, yep. this guy is not impressive. Mm-hmm. They became my students. Yeah. And that's what we do. So if you are feeling very mundane, you are exactly where you're supposed yep. to be. Yeah, exactly. So we've covered the Firestorm podcasts, yeah. both chatting about season one and looking forward to season two. What do you have planned for the future of Firestorm United and the podcast? Yeah. Well, we want to encourage and equip as many people as possible. I believe we've talked about in the church the coming massive harvest, right? We Sometimes they say the billion soul harvest that is coming. Um that's kind of universally understood. Well, how are we going to serve mm. all those people? Uh, it's going to be regular Christians like you that understand the Lord is co-laboring with us to bring his presence. I think that's how we're going to minister to yeah. them. It's not going to be with 10,000 member church facilities. It's going to be with neighborhood house churches with little soccer mom families that have five or 10 people yeah. in their home that are sharing the gospel and discipling them. Mm-hmm. And that's another thing that Firestorm does is disciple listeners in in how to minister to people. No one really ever taught me how to minister. Yeah. I just kind of flopped into it. But the understanding of how to disciple someone, take them through the basics of what it means to be a Christian, yep. and then turn them into multiplying disciples, mm. that's another element of what Firestorm mm. is designed for. So looking forward, you're looking at creating some of those events and things like locally and nationally, or or is that something just kind of sitting there and seeing, right, when, when people are ready, we will do it? Oh, the equipping conferences. So yes, um, one of the shows that's coming up in season two, we interview Tom Ruotolo. And you might not know the name, but you will know his influence. So when the future historians, the church historians, the the Christians that are writing about revival history, when they look back on the late 20th and 21st century, the name Tom Ruotolo is going to be connected in many dots of revival history. Tom is a regular man. He's very unassuming, quiet, gentle, kind man. But at the same time, he is the one who got Randy Clark moving internationally. He is the one that got Dan Moeller on an international framework and Todd White and, uh, you know, me. Yeah, you. (laughs) So there are these quiet days behind the scenes that are lighting these fires and equipping So that show with Tom is going to be really, really powerful. Mm. And along with that, so yes, we have equipping conferences that we do. Uh, I do them with Tom. I do them with some others all over the country and all over the world for a couple of days, two or three days where we just equip people. Now, this is not your standard sit in a room conference for days because we want to activate people to actually do something, not just talk about it. It's not yeah. academics. And I think, Pete, that's where you and I met. Yeah, yeah. Was at an equipping conference like that. Um, so, yes, the, the difference with what the Firestorm model is, 
is we equip you in it. How do I minister healing? How do I minister in the prophetic? How do I get words of knowledge for people? Do I have to be special to have a prophetic unction? Um, what if someone manifests a devil? Yeah. Because they do. Mm-hmm. We equip you. What does the Bible say about this? Using the scriptures as our foundation. And then we go out. And on our meal breaks, we go out and yeah. practice. Yeah. Yeah. And that's where the life change happens. So, yes, we have equipping conferences scheduled all over the country. You can just connect with us with that uh, internationally in a few other states uh, in Brazil and uh, working on the U.K. right now. And we take it on the road. So if you're interested in in getting a yeah. Firestorm team, uh, connect with us and we'll talk about coming to you. So we're coming into land towards the end of our show. So I just want to give our listeners some little tidbits. All right. Some little things that they can take away that they can go, I might try that. So what advice would you give them into looking how to start putting love in action? What, what sort of little, little bites you'd say to them, right, try this and try that. Okay. First thing is you don't need to learn anything new. There's no book you have to read. If you have prayed to receive Jesus in fullness, the word says the very spirit that rose Jesus from the dead lives in you. Do you believe it? The first step is to believe what the Bible says about you. Do you believe that God is not mad at you, but he's actually very happy? He actually loves you and really wants to do life with you. Do you believe that? When you believe that, then you understand that everywhere you go, he goes. Everything you do, he's involved in. So what I did to start out is I just said, Lord, give me eyes to see people the way you do. Yeah. And he started changing the way I see people. Mm -hmm. I don't see people as, you know, a hassle or slowing me up anymore. I've actually learned that distractions and what used to be hassles are actually Holy Spirit opportunities that he's setting me up, Mm. right? He's passing me the ball Mm. so I can go for the fadeaway three-point jump shot at the buzzer that he is going to put in there. So to get started in moving in love-based, love in action, we call it, you just got to know who you are. You're a dearly loved son or daughter. He lives in you. Ask him to give you his eyes to see. And then just go do life. Now, in my eyes, when, when I, I gave that prayer, give me eyes to see, I'm one of these guys, okay, where I need to be tapped on the shoulder four or five times before I listen to anyone, okay? So me becoming a Christian, it took probably six or seven attempts to some people going, you need to go to church and you go to church, right? And of course I'm going, yeah, 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 whatever. Well, I gave that prayer, give me eyes to see, and the Lord has given me more than that. The Lord has given me eyes to see pain and suffering. Now, I I pray that, you know, if you get to see it, it is an amazing gift, but also it can be an amazing burden. It's a heavy weight. Because you see things that no one else sees, and it can break your heart. Especially if you haven't got the opportunity to pray with that person because they might be just walking past because you're already praying with someone else. But even though you carry that burden, you never give up because the Lord has given me that gift. He's, he's looked at me and said, Pete, I believe you can carry that weight. You can carry that weight to see people as the way they are. 
Now, initially, as I have many conversations with Scott about it, I go, hey, Scott, this is, a, this is really hard, you know, yeah. because, you know, I'm almost like crying when I see this man walking up to me and, and, or, or, or the Lord may be blunt and give, just give me a word, right? And sometimes that word is so difficult to kind of go, I can't say that to that person. So it might be uh, childbirth or something, right? Now, I'll give you an example of this. Not about two months ago, this lady walked up to me and uh, I was I was just walking down the street and, and, and I just felt the Lord talking to me and, and the Lord said to me, children, mm-hmm. okay? Now that in itself is a really difficult subject to approach. So I'm just chatting with this lady. I said, hello, how are you doing? She said, yeah, I'm fine, I'm fine, I'm fine. I said, well, the Lord talks to me about stuff, not in a strange way, in a good way, right? But I just want to ask you a question because it's really kind of sitting on me. Have you got children? I thought that's the way to approach it. And she said, no. She said, I've been trying for children. I'm on IVF, she says, and it's not working. She said, we've just, me and my husband, we've just given up and that's it. We're done. I said, well, you don't need IVF. You need Jesus, right? And he went, he said, what do you mean I need Jesus? I said, you need Jesus in your life because Jesus is going to give you a child. Yeah. Now, I'm a believer, right? And I believed God's going to give you a child. Yeah. So can I pray into that? And she's like, really? I said, why not? What, what's the worst that happened? I said, you've decided you're not going to have IVF, so you're giving up wanting children. Mm-hmm. But I know in your heart, I can see it, that you need children. And God wants to give you that child. So I pray into it. Anyway, that's it. Off she goes. Yeah. You know, the Lord loves babies. <laughs> you can read about it. And what you carry, <laughs> what you carry, the father's heart. So, can I just finish? Yeah. <laughs> Three months later, yeah. she walks up to me. You see her again. Out in public. Out in public. Yeah. And this time she's walked to me with tears in her eyes. Yeah. She says to me, I'm pregnant and I want to thank you. And I said, you're not thanking me. You're thanking Jesus. And do you want to do that right now? She said, oh yes. (laughs) You know, she said, oh yes, I want to thank Jesus. Yeah. I said, we'll do it then. Yeah. Let's do it. Just go, Lord, I want to thank you. And she did it. And sometimes there's a burden to carry that stuff, but sometimes you just got to go all in. Yeah. Yeah. And I, and, and, I, I strongly recommend to our listeners, right, when you have a word, if you have that feeling you need to ring someone, you know, you go, oh, I haven't spoken to John for ages. There's a reason why I've been prompted. Pick up the phone, talk to John. Don't have a two-dimensional conversation with him. Have a three-dimensional conversation with him and see what happens. Yeah. <clears throat> but also, we've kind of, you've given me some tidbits about, you know, how to start but what what can stop people from doing it fear fear and focusing on yourself and these are the enemy's great weapons that he uses against us we we get self-absorbed yeah um, because i believe he is entirely self-absorbed and he gets us self-absorbed so again um first corinthians 13 the live the levels of love love is patient love is kind all those Love doesn't seek its own. Yep. So I think a unique model about Firestorm is that we don't have an agenda. Yep. We're not trying to get people to say our prayer. We're just trying to go be love 
and just kindness, like what you did with the woman that wanted yep. to have a baby. You know what? When you step into that, yep. you step into the heart of God. You have to get yourself out of the way. So when you can make it not about you, yep. you just crush the spirit of fear mm-hmm. because it's not about you anymore. No. You just become a conduit of Holy Spirit presence, and it's so freeing. A lot of our members and folks I've trained, they say, I feel like, you know, I know Jesus still releases the captives. I didn't even know I was in captive, yeah. you know, a captive to this. But yeah, they're captive to themselves, what they think, what they need, what they want. And when you can let that go, the Lord will free you from that. Yeah. And then you become moving in freedom instead of moving in, you know, some need that you have. Yeah. And you may be listening to this right now and going, no, I can't do that. Straight away, that's fear, because that's a belief or an unbelief that you can't do it. Mm-hmm. Now, as soon as you step over that unbelief, right, and go, I can do it, now you're walking in the power. You're not working, walking in the negative, which is, let's say, the enemy, mm-hmm. right? You're now walking in the power, which is in Jesus. Mm-hmm. Now, God is good all the time, right? So good can only come from God, yeah? It can't come from anywhere else. So in you stepping out and saying, right, I'm going to go do good, do good for this person, suddenly you'll see a change. And the reason why you're being told not to do it is because the enemy doesn't want you to do it. He knows you can destroy his stuff. Exactly. And he doesn't want to see what you're going to go and speak to that person about mm-hmm. because he knows it's going to happen. Oh, yeah. The devil will <laughs> never have you pray for anybody ever. Yep. You know, <laughs> He'll give you every reason to not do it. So the other side of it for me as a martial artist Uh, I'm not really afraid of the conflict, so I am not nervous about stepping across the line where it might feel a little awkward. Now, I don't make it awkward for the listener, but I know I'm giving the devil a bad day when I'm being love to a strange person in the marketplace. So now we're on our last question. I want to ask you, how can people get involved? Yeah. So our website is firestormunited.org. You can connect with us there. Uh, we also have speaker requests. If you want to send a get a team to, to come out and equip in your church uh, or maybe come to one we're already doing around the country. Uh, other ways people can get a hold of us, we are on Facebook. And ultimately, we just really want to encourage you that there is so much more maybe than you've ever learned sitting in the pews. There is an action-adventure-oriented lifestyle of being a Christian where you will see the Lord touch people through you as a normal part of your life. What would it be like if every week you saw somebody saved just as an organic part of you doing life? Mm. What would it look like if it was a weird month where you didn't see at least one person supernaturally healed in the moment? Mm. It just changes your whole perspective of yep. what does it mean to be a Christian? Well, that's what Firestorm United is designed to encourage you to step into. So if this podcast, you're now listening to it again, after you've been empowered, right? And you've gone out and you've done something. We would love to hear from you. Shoot us an email. Tell yeah, us like, what God did. S- seriously, drop a line on Facebook or whatever. We'd love to hear more of those testimonies of people being empowered and encouraged to step out and not just 
in what happened, right? So where you pray for something and this happened, we'd love to know how you dealt with getting to that point. Because there may be a really big chapter that's led up to that moment you said, I'm going to step out. Those are the things that we really want to hear about. And not only does it encourage others, it encourages us, doesn't it? Yeah. So the more of that, the better. Yeah. Well, listeners, that's it for this introduction of a, 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 this introduction to Firestorm season two. Thanks for listening. I hope you all really enjoyed it. And I want to thank you, Scott Gilbert, for joining me and sharing what's coming up in season two. You're going to hear a bit more of me over the next coming months. But also, thanks to Scott. I hope you enjoyed season two. On behalf of me and Scott. Yes, be blessed. The Lord has so much for you. And before we finish, would you like to just finish with a prayer? Sure. Father, I just lift up every person that's listening to this podcast. I thank you, Lord, to increase on them your presence in them and on them. I thank you, Lord, that you love them so much that you're not mad at anyone, but it makes you really happy to live Mm -hmm. your life through your sons and daughters. I pray that we would be obedient children, obedient to your word and obedient to your action. What would you have us do? Show us, Lord, open their minds, open their eyes, open their hearts. I pray that they would hear your voice, your good voice. And I just feel like I hear the Lord say as I pray that, that his voice will sound like your voice in your head. Don't let that scare you. Father, I thank you that you would just help tease out your good, perfect voice. Let them hear you, Lord, more in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Thank you very much. See you next week. Bye for now. The Heart of the Firestorm ministry is equipping you to move in love-based evangelism every day, everywhere you go. The shows are great, but sometimes you need live training. Firestorm specializes in that. If you'd like to book a team to come to your church or ministry, go to our website, firestormunited.org. We have trained international-level speakers available and excited to come equip you to move in everything Jesus paid a price for his church to do.